Hello everyone, this is Jared Adelson, and it's a pleasure to have you listening in today. Welcome to the Olay Brand Podcast. Today on the show, we have the one and only Kai Saunders. Before getting into it, I want to give a brief introduction to myself and the purpose of this podcast. For those who have no background on me, I'm the founder of Olay Brand, which has been created to provide you with the best content in the freestyle scootering industry. In case you're unfamiliar with my riding and dedication I have towards growing the sport, I welcome you to view my best scootering video part available on YouTube titled Jared Adelson Web Edit 5. On the podcast, I'll be having casual yet deep conversations with the top scooter riders on the planet and interesting individuals around the world. This podcast has been developed to show the human side of riders beyond their incredible talents and will deliver tools, habits, lessons learned, and tactical advice from individuals around the world with the hopes of motivating, inspiring, entertaining, and providing valuable insight for you listening in today. My guest for today is the one and only Kai Saunders. Kai hails from Australia, and at just 18 years of age, he has quickly rose the ranks and has become one of the best riders on the planet, as he clearly demonstrated in his recent video part that just dropped last week for Native Scooters. Kai has been pushing the limits of what is possible for several years now, doing some of the best manual, full whip, and bar twist combos imaginable, as well as 50-50ing his way down some of the largest rails that we have ever seen. Kai was a part of this year's winning team in the Dissidents Coalition contest taking place in Barcelona. Kai can do essentially anything imaginable on a scooter, with beautiful style as well. Kai has over 170,000 followers on Instagram and 75,000 subscribers on YouTube. Kai and his riding has risen extremely fast in the past few years, and now he's an inspiration to riders all around the world. Make sure to find Kai on Instagram and YouTube at Sondezi, S-A-U-N-D-E-Z-Y. So without further ado, let's get right into it by welcoming the man himself, Kai Saunders. Kai, it's an absolute pleasure to have you on the show today. Yeah, thank you very much. It's a pleasure to be here. Yeah, man. I'm, uh, I'm seriously super excited to have you on the, the first interview. So, um, yeah. yeah, we're not going to waste any time. We're going to get right into it. So l- let's start by getting some background, Kai. Just, just tell us where you're from, where you grew up, how long you've been riding, and how you started scootering. All right, so where I am from, I'm actually from Sydney, Australia. And I grew up in this little little town in the northern beaches. It's kind of like, it's it's out of Sydney a little bit, but it, it is in Sydney theoretically. And I grew up in this little town called Manly. And I basically started riding uh, at my local skate park, which is uh, just down the street from my house. And um, I've been riding for about six years now. And um, yeah, I've just loved it ever since. Wow, so good! I I did not know, realize it's only been six years, and you're already at the level you are. That's that's amazing. Um, yeah. So so tell us how you started scootering, Kyle. Well, how I pretty much started, where it all stemmed from, is um, well, my, me and my cousins. I grew up uh, hanging out with my cousins a little bit because they actually live quite close in another suburb, not too far away, and they had little raises and stuff like that. They were a little bit older than me, just a few years. And um, my mum would always take us down to the skate park and I, um, I, got a, I got a scooter so I could ride around with them. And it all pretty much started from there. We we're just riding around all the time and I just loved it. Um, but not too long after that, they actually stopped riding. But 
the the passion did not stop there for me, not one bit. I just kept going with it. Yeah, that's so good to hear. That's so good to hear. I I still can't believe you've only been riding for for six years. You know, that's uh, that's that's crazy. And seeing you know the progression just rise so fast. That's that's amazing. Um, yeah. So your new video part just dropped for Native Scooters. Yeah, it was insane, and you know blew my mind. And I think I think the rest of the industry was surely in shock. Um, you know, tell us about the the process of creating that video. Like, how long did you film? Did you film just in Australia? And, uh, like, just give us some, like, kind of highlight moments that, that stuck out that were either, like, extremely difficult or very rewarding for you in the process of filming. Yeah, of course. So, I was filming for that video all up for about six months, even though I was on Native. I've been on Native for about three months now. I've only been on for about maybe, like, two months uh, after it's been, like, announced to the public and stuff like that. But I was, I was already kind of on native, you know, speaking with the owner and stuff like that. So I've been on for about three months now. And the reason why I was filming for this video for six months is because the owner actually said his name's Regan Thompson. He actually um made a deal with me since I was already filming for like a, uh, a crazy video part. I was already like, I've already, already had about 10 clips for uh, another video part for Phoenix before all this happened actually. And then, um, so after all this happened, um, I reached out to Native and then I told him what the go was. I didn't want to like put any of these clips on Instagram or anything like that. So that's why I have been filming for this video for about six months because I'd say about – Regan even said as long as um, as long as more than half the clips run a Native deck, it's completely fine. So you can see in there there are a few clips on the Phoenix deck, but majority is on the Native deck. So I've been filming for that for about six months. And um, it's not. It, it was definitely not all in Australia. So there was a few clips from Portland actually in there. Oh, super cool! Yeah, um, I love riding Portland. It's a super sick place. There was um, I actually also went on a trip with a few and few of the native guys. Once I once I had uh, made the switch to native, and we went to, we actually travelled up to. I actually travelled up to Brisbane to meet them there. I filmed. I filmed in Brisbane for that video, and then um, we travelled to Melbourne as a group and then we also continued filming there so there was like sydney melbourne portland a bit of the states in there and uh brisbane as well so a a fair bit of australia and the states i'd say awesome so good uh so yeah tell us some you know some of the tricks that were just like extremely extremely hard you know something that you worked for really long or um you know like sort of what uh what was the the most rewarding process you know in the in the filming or um, you know, it could be post-filming or just more or difficult, you know, something that I think sticks out, um, while making the video. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, I'd have to say a lot of the, um, rails, a lot of the long rails that I was 50-50ing, a lot of them, um, were quite gnarly and they had like flat to down or they were curved or whatever the case may be. And that are really long rails and they actually took a, took a while to sit the whole thing out with a trick on the end and stuff like that as well. Yeah, no, for but sure. I'd, they were ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, thank you so much. I'd definitely say the ender, the over 50 to front lip, that that trick, I was like, I, I had it in my head for like a month before I did it because I'm that type of person. Like when I think of a trick and the spot, I uh, just like, I, I can't stop thinking about it till I do it, if you know what I mean. Like it was, I just knew it was the one. So that one, that one yeah. really was like pretty stressful for me for a good month. And even like doing the trick itself was super hard, like super scary. Wow, that yeah, man, no, I totally get it. I know when I uh, when I picture 
picture a trick, I just think about it and think about Not it and think about it. And then, uh, yeah, I just kind of can't stop. And then I'm like, man, I got to get this. Yeah. And then finally, like the day I go to, you know, that I tell myself I'm going to do it, like I get all amped oh, up. And then, you know, when I do it, it's, it's the best. Oh, it's the best feeling when you walk away from and you got the trick, you got it on film. Oh, without a doubt. Now, did you do it first try? Oh, uh, no. I, I, I'd like to hope I did, but it was, believe it or not, I only missed one over 50. Wow. So, like, I only, like, came out of one over 50, and luckily it was grass on one side, but it was still quite a steep rail, so it was, it was, it was quite hard for me to do, especially because, like, in the over 50, you have to lean in inside, like, of the rail so much, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it just made it super hard to commit, like, down the whole rail and hit the lip slide at the end, too. But it took about 80 tries, I'd say. Insane. 80 tries. That is that is insane. Think about that, everyone. 80 tries. How many stairs is that, Kai? How, how many stairs? 16. 16. Wow, that is that is nuts. Imagine, wow. Good for you, Kai. Seriously, that's so yeah, amazing. Thanks. You know, you're, you're constantly pushing yourself, Kai, and really you're, you're pushing the limits of our sport at this point now. Um, how are you able to keep pushing yourself at the level you do? You know, what, what motivates you? Yeah, I try. I always try to um, push myself and always, uh, you know, better my riding for not only myself, but, you know, for the for the growth of the sport as well, you know, trick-wise and all that kind of stuff, video part-wise. But for me, I just, I just love watching the sport grow as a whole. And, like, honestly, when I'm out with the homies, uh, a, a good bit of motivation is for me is um, – like, you know, believe it or not, my uh, my vlogs and my Insta following, like having to keep up, like feeling like I have to keep up a little bit with that definitely keeps me motivated in a way. And, uh, you know, it, it always keeps me out there filming like, uh, you know, some vlogs or some Insta clips, no matter like what the day is, no matter if it's rainy or if it's, you know, whatever the day. Yeah, absolutely. Without a doubt, you know, uh, it's, it's pretty crazy that nowadays we're able to set reach such such mass amounts of people and provide value or content or inspiration to them you know just just through the internet and through a phone so for sure yeah um who, who inspires you kai do you have do you have a biggest inspiration um inspirations or like a mentor who's helped you know kind of shape you who you are today or have you learned most uh most things by yourself but, uh well do you have a big inspiration? yeah i definitely have some big inspirations growing up uh definitely watching like scooter videos as a kid growing up i'd definitely have to say big part of that would be uh the uh like uh for the 2011 the 20 2011 to 2012 mag year team like cody i don't know if i'm correct on this but cody donovan i'm pretty sure i'm pretty close like cody donovan rory yeah, no worries just yeah awesome. i mean not rory co rory co was on district but he was one of like you know definitely the peers that i was watching as a kid i'd say like rory co ryan williams luke painter um yeah, even Juzzy Carter, like Dylan Morris, and all like the Melbourne Park riders back then. I was even all the Perth dudes. Even I was watching all your videos back in the day. Believe it or not, like I was just like a little, <laughs> I was just a little kid browsing YouTube and stuff. Like it was pretty sick. But that's so um, awesome. I definitely say a mentor for me uh, who helped me shape, who helped me like shape into the rider I am today would definitely. I'd have to give credit to Wesma. He definitely, um, you know. Pulled me. He actually uh sent me a sent me out of the scooter crowd and taught me a taught me a thing or two on social media, filming Insta clips, you know, marketing myself, that type of thing. And he he definitely helped me get to where I am today, you know, with follower wise and stuff like that. 
Yeah, no, absolutely. That's that's amazing. That's really cool. I grew up in like a pretty small town, and uh, mm. I was really the the sole the sole scooter rider where I was. So, yeah. like, you know, uh, it was definitely a little. I, I was I definitely was not the sole scooter rider by any means where I was, but um, you know, I, I there wasn't too many riders around, so I rode rode myself a bit. You know, I didn't necessarily have like any any pros or any like um guys above me like to look up to too much so i just kind of watched a bunch of videos and just kind of felt internally motivated but it surely i think would have helped me you know if i got to have a guy like wesmo around when i started yeah of course but um, that was definitely a big part of it for me too as well watching videos and stuff but yeah no i'm sure i'm sure wes wes definitely helped me out a lot in in that aspect good that's super cool to hear um Cool. So, wh- why do you ride a scooter, Kai? Like, describe the feelings and sort of thoughts that go through your mind and, and your body when when you're riding. Well, to be honest, like, no one will quite understand unless they have something that they're super passionate towards, and then they'll understand what I'm about to say because it's it's like a it's a feeling only uh, only a few people in the world kind of like get to feel. You know, like as percentage wise, you know, not not everyone gets to have something that they can just get on and like go and do and it makes them feel real free but for me when I get on my scooter it, I just feel so free it just like anything that's like my current problem it's just not there you know I'm not thinking about it um I I've just always loved riding a scooter like from day one like even even when I was in school and stuff I just I always just wanted to be out there on my scooter you know what I mean it was just I always enjoyed riding with my friends and progressing that's like that's what I enjoy doing, progressing and learning tricks. It's like really fun for me, you know. Yeah, no, absolutely for me as well. You know, it's uh, it really is just the best feeling. Like you know, doing something that you formerly didn't think that was possible that like you could do, and then you do it. It's like, oh my goodness, I just did that, and then you know, and then six years later, you're doing what you're doing now, and then I'm sure you look back and it's like, no, wow, it's this is this is I crazy. never would have thought. Yeah, like, I, never, I really never would have thought a scooter could take like me would could travel could make me travel the world could like make me win comps like you know it's crazy oh yeah no without a doubt i i get it absolutely because you know if if you told me uh eight years ago uh back in 2011 when i first hopped on a scooter that i'd be uh recording podcasts and uh helping promote a sport that i didn't even know was a thing you know uh it's it's pretty pretty odd you know let alone talk about like the things that I've like personally done in my scooter I wouldn't have thought they were you know humanly possible I definitely never thought that I I like me just a just a kid like would ever be able to do this stuff but you know the the power of motivation it goes infinite ways like you know when you are determined to do something you you can do it and you know I think that's why you've done what you've done and I guess how I've been able to do what I've done 100% yeah for sure so, um, what's the biggest lesson that you have learned from scootering? Um, maybe we just touched upon it a bit, but if you could expand more and, uh, how, how does it apply to your life both on and off the scooter? Well, for my answer to that would be like, I have learned like so many skills from the scooter that like, you know, I can use out in the outside world as well, you know, from all, all like the social media kind of stuff, like. I don't know. From the amount of friendships I've also built through scootering, you know, it's uh made me real social in that kind of aspect as well. You know, 
especially with all the fans and that kind of thing. Like it's real, it's really made me, um, it's, it's actually really crazy. Yeah, it really is. T- take us through like a typical day in your life. Like wh- where are you usually? Um, you know, what, what do you do? Like when you wake up, I don't know, just run. Yeah, through. no problem. So basically the day in the life of Kai Saunders, I, I wake up, I usually, I have a, this thing where I wake up at like 6.30 to 7.30 every morning. I can never sleep in. I don't know why. I'm just, I'm not a sleeping person. So that always means I'm up early. I'm ready for the day. I've always like, I'm just up and ready always. So I always get out really early. I'm usually at a skate park from like 8.30 to 10 o'clock is like the latest. And so I'm usually like catching buses to skate parks. I don't, I don't have my license or anything like that. Um, it's a little harder to get your license in Australia, but I'm kind of just using that as an excuse. I really just like don't mind catching buses and stuff like that. Hey, fuel's expensive, but so I usually bust a few skate parks in my area. The, the furthest I'd travel is about an hour and a half or something. Usually I do stick to some parks around my area, but there's, there are some sick parks around here in Sydney. So you, you don't really run out also with street spots. There are a lot of street spots packed in here. So I usually either, I mostly ride parks, not going to lie, unless I am filming or I'm out with like, more than like three people. So where I'm like going to spots and also trying to get content and stuff like that. But I'm usually at a skate park trying to get some Insta clips, having a row with the boys, that kind of thing. But I usually wrap my day up at around three o'clock, believe it or not quite early. Cause then I get to bed around um, 10 o'clock. So then I can get up and repeat the process the next day. I'm an early bird. Very cool. Yeah. Very yeah. cool. Awesome. Um, so how often do you usually ride? Do you, do you usually ride about every day and for, for how long? Usually? Uh, yeah, I'd say I ride every single day. Sometimes it go. Uh, I have the rest day occasionally, you know, if it rains, I usually like take a rest day off sometimes just to give my body a rest. Sometimes I do get pretty sore, but um, yeah, I ride about every day. Sometimes it goes from like three hour sessions to four or five hour sessions maybe a six hour session. Cool. That's, that's about, that's about where it clocks out. Sometimes I do go and do other things. So it makes it like a full day kind of thing, it's like 10 hours of riding, but I do go to like spots and lunch and stuff like that. So it spreads it out a little bit. Yeah, for sure. Cool. Very cool. Now, are you in school, Kai? Um, I'm actually not in school. Cool. Cool. Um, when you were, um, you're 18 now, were you, um, and I don't know, were, were you in school like recently? So, yeah. Uh, what, what actually happened with that is, um, it's different to America. You, you guys don't really have this, but in Australia, it's, uh, you're allowed to leave school at the end of 10 and you get your year 10 certificate and then you can like go into a trade for instance, or whatever the case may be. So you've okay. got the option to like leave school at the end of year 10 compared to, stay to year 12 and then do college, depending on what you want to do as a person, you know? Yeah, But sure. um, what I did is I left at the end of year 10. I started a TAFE course. Of course, keep in mind I was riding scooters this whole time, you know what I mean? But yeah. um, so I started a TAFE course. It was like a barista, barista TAFE course. I got, I got like three quarters of the way through that. And then I just could not keep up. I just could not keep up with it. Hey, cause I, I just loved riding. I had like every single day I rode, I got like more in love with scootering. So I just dipped as soon as I could. Um, at that point I wasn't making any money off scootering. So I kind of just 
like, you know, went out on a limb there and just did what I wanted to do. But it kind of, it paid off in the end for sure. It's, it's sick. Yeah, absolutely. You know, sometimes you got to take some risks to, uh, to really achieve what you, you desire. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I think if you go hundred percent towards whatever you want, that's, that's how you make it happen. Um, it's good to see. Definitely. Yeah. Um, cool. So, uh, tell us about your, your time in, in Barcelona this year with, uh, for the distance coach. Yeah, that was one of the best trips of my life. That was my first time to Europe. And I just went with great people. You know, everyone in the scooter industry is just, everyone's amazing. You know, we all get along. And um, I just, it was super sick seeing the street spots. And like, I just, I just love traveling in general. I even love traveling to the States and like traveling to somewhere that, to Barcelona in Europe, which is so different to the States or America. I mean, which is so different to the States or Australia or whatever the case may be. Um, it's just super sick seeing the spots in person as well, In vi- like from seeing them in videos. It was just – and getting to ride them, it was insane. The whole, the whole city layout is just crazy, and I was just stoked to be there, honestly. So good. Yeah, Barcelona is amazing. I was lucky enough to – to live there for four months uh, last really? year, and uh, man, I miss it. I want to go back. I was really, really sad I couldn't make it out to the the coalition this year, but I'll uh, yeah. I'll definitely hope to go to wherever the next stop is and uh, yeah, kind check of... everything out. Um, what what oh. was it like riding with uh Dean, Jake, Nick, um, and having Rudy? Uh, let me let me get some last names just in case uh, anyone's not oh, yeah, familiar so with that. Yeah, but you know you're riding with some of the best guys in the world. Dean Tershog for uh, who rides for Blunt, Jake Sorensen who rides for Proto, and Nick Tedrick um, for Ethic, and then Rudy Garcia as a filmer. You know, you got literally can't get much of a better lineup um, in the world, and then you on their on, on their team as well. So, what was it like riding? Oh yeah, it was honestly insane, and I'm really surprised how they put together the teams. Every single team had some heavy hitters on it, and. I just it was such a good competition this year as well, and same was the first one. I was super stoked to be there, and like being the young gun and stuff like that, it was real crazy to be there riding with all like the riders. I just kind of looked up to as a kid and stuff like that. Still do to this day, you know. It was just riding with those guys. It was just crazy. I mean, it does change once you get to know them on a personal level. You know what I mean? But yeah, um, it was just super sick. Like Dean is insane. Just the stuff <laughs> he does, like. The slams that guy takes is just crazy. Shouts out to Dean, and especially all the other guys. Everyone's just freaking. Everyone's insane. I just such a such a good team. They couldn't have put together a good team. And Rudy is a filmer too. I'm pretty sure he won last year. Yeah, he so, did. Yeah, that's right. So everyone was like, you know, everyone was kind of like back in back in that team for sure. Especially with Rudy behind the lens. Everyone knows Rudy's like great at filming, and I don't think he let anyone down in that aspect of things. Oh yeah, it really couldn't have been much better. Uh, better production, and you know the riding was just next level. And um, yeah, I've seen Dean. Uh, uh, I got to take you know a lot of trips uh, with Dean when I in, when I was in Europe. And wow, Dean is just incredible. Definitely one of the best riders in the world. That guy will just send anything. So for all our listeners, definitely check Dean out at Dean Tershog on Instagram. Oh no, I think it's Diddy Lux. Um, but nonetheless, Dean is ridiculous. So, uh, moving on from the coalition, um, tell us about the best memory of your life, if if you can pinpoint one. Yes, I I can definitely pinpoint one. I'd have to say the best memory of my life would be 
come coming second at Sovereign off the top of my head. I, I could be wrong, but the best memory of my life off the top of my head is coming second at Sovereign for sure. Cool, and that's the the Sovereign Street competition, right? That was uh, yeah. that was in Arizona, correct? Yes, it was in Arizona at Lake Havasu. Cool, so good. And when was that? I I don't know exactly, but that was that was this year, right? At the beginning of this year? No. Nah. Um. Yeah. 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 Oh, I think it was actually in. I'd have to double check. Hey, I'm I'm not too sure. One sec. Uh, it's no worries. But yeah, that was a recent contest. A huge contest host. Um. So yeah, no. Congrats on that, Kai. That's amazing. Yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah, for sure, brother. Um. So what what trick, if there is one that you can also pinpoint, what was the hardest trick for you that you've ever landed in your life? You know, kind of walk us through the scenario and take us through your mental process, you know, when, when working to, to land this trick. Yeah, definitely. Well, there has been countless number of tricks that have just, you know, that have that have defeated me and then I've had to come back to them and think about them for ages and that have taken me hours and hours, but... One trick that did mess me up pretty bad the first time I tried it, and I actually came back and landed it like a year later, but it was a full whip to manual, full whip to manual, to full whip out. And I believe I was like the first one to do that. And at the time, that was my dream trick because I was really into full whips and manuals at that point. This was like a year ago. I still am, but, you know, more 50-50s these days as well as manuals and full whips, but you go through phases, hey. But, um, so yeah, that, yeah, yeah, that trick was the first time I tried that I was in the States in around Carlsbad. So I was in, I was in the Carlsbad area. I was riding with like Zach Martin and all those dudes. And, um, they took me to this like mani pad gap, mani pad spot. And I was trying full whip, full whip manual, full whip manual, full whip. And I was at it for like, honestly, probably half the day. Um, I just, the cam- all the cameras ran out of battery. I couldn't, I couldn't go any longer. I was really sore and stuff like that. And that night I was just getting muscle pains and stuff. And then I left that trick for a while, but I did, I did end up landing that trick. Um, probably like, I, probably like a year ago, I'd say I got that trick. So awesome. That is so sweet. And, and I don't know if you have any idea of a number, but like how many tries do you think you, uh, you gave that? Oh, it, when I tried it again, like for the second time I tried it, I got it in like 25 shots. But the first time I tried it, I tried it for like, honestly, probably like 300 tries and didn't even get it. So all up, it was like 325. <laughs> wow. It was a, that, it was a lot. <laughs> that is, that is insane. That is insane. So um, if, if you don't mind me asking, are are you able to make a living from, from riding your scooter? Do you have to have another job or well at the moment i'm still living at my parents house so i'm not having to pay for rent or anything like that yeah so yeah i I have little expenses that i have to like put money on besides the food like phone bill and etc but uh i'm like i'm banking a little bit of money at the moment so i'm I'm just sitting on it right now but uh, i wouldn't say i'm earning enough to to like live off at the moment but for now, it's like it's it's more than enough at the moment, right now. Yeah, yeah. No, I totally get that. But yeah, that's definitely something I'm uh I'm hoping to you know make a step forward. Is you know like 
actually helping enable riders to, uh, you know, make a real proper living from riding their scooter because I think it's something lacking in the industry right now. Um, you know, for someone who's maybe a little bit older and does have to pay rent and provide for all their expenses. Oh, no, definitely. So definitely, some, definitely something I'm hoping to work forward and, and move towards because, uh, you know, if guys like you are pushing the limits of what's possible, you, you really deserve to be, you know, making not just like some money, but like a, like a, a fair and good living. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I think, you know, in, in some more years, we'll definitely um, be seeing lots of progress. Um, and, you know, I think we have so far, I've only been scooting for eight years, which might sound like a long time, but simultaneously eight years in the grand scheme of nothing is of like life is nothing, you know, and I've seen infinite um, progress and, and change in the industry. Oh, so yeah. I'm sure it's crazy. Yeah. It's growing at a rapid rate. Yeah, it is crazy. So if, if there were no limits at all, what, what would, what would the best day in your life look like? It can be completely unrealistic and not feasible. Just kind of use your imagination to the fullest extent. Like if anything were possible, what, what would you do if you had like, the day to do anything um, and, and be like pretty detailed. Take us, take us to the morning t- to the end. Like who's there? Like what's the setting? Like, yeah, I'd have to, I'd have to say I'd have to be, I'd have to be around with my, with my closest mates, some of the Sydney boys, some of the Brisbane boys. And um, yeah, we'd be starting off riding spots like that. And then we'd hop on a cruise ship. It would be a fast cruise ship, okay? Because this is this is theoretically <laughs> speaking, and we would go to the states after having a session in yeah. Sydney, and then we would session up with the USA homies all together as a gang. That sounds so. And get sweet. some Taco Bell because I love Taco Bell. <laughs> yes, that sounds so good. Yeah, I definitely. Uh, I think that was an interesting question. You never know. You know, what, what would you do if you had, had the world to yourself? So, um, cool. Um, do you have any uh, sort of specific aspirations or or goals for the for the upcoming year? My well, yeah, my goal for 2019, I would definitely say I'm gonna have to get started working on a uh, signature native deck promo video because I'm actually working on my signature native deck graphic as we speak. So that's yes. that's definitely a goal for me. Another goal would be get a little bit more money in the bank. You know that can never hurt. Um, Absolutely. and travel more. I always want to travel more. I want to travel a lot more. Yeah, man. This is something uh, I also, you know, want to uh, help uh, help riders be able to do more because you know, uh, guys who are, who are pushing the limits. Like I, you know, if, if I can't imagine the things that I would have been able to do on my scooter if if um at a younger age I was able to you know be exposed to more places and more uh more spots and more skateboards. Yeah. Um, you know, because I was pretty geographically tied to massachusetts but then i uh i've been um that that changed and i've gone you know uh on a mission to see the world and wow the world is so beautiful but um yeah definitely travel more is always good um cool so uh how, how do you envision your life in in the next five years if you have any idea in the next five years how i would like to envision my life my plan would be to um Still be only working for myself, so you know, not working a nine to five, anything like that. Not not having a boss, pretty much. Not having like a proper boss. I don't try try not to work for anyone as long as possible. But um, 
yeah, I just I still want to be riding my scooter. I still I want to be riding my scooter as long as I can. Um, I'd like to progress the sport for as long as I can, and pretty much I'd like to be doing exactly what I'm doing five years later. That's my plan. Hell yeah, man! That's awesome. Cool. Um, yeah. So if you could if you could offer any words of advice to you know a young individual or an up and coming scooter rider, what what would you say to them? I would say. No matter what your situation is, no matter where you live, no matter what your current situation is, um, get out there, stay motivated, keep grinding, keep learning new tricks, keep progressing, and it can take you a lot of places like it has for me because we all started from, we all started from like nothing, theoretically, so if any, if if we can do it, you can do it. Exactly, without a doubt, we all started from nothing. You know, something I always say to everyone is, you know, everyone everyone starts somewhere. Um, and you know, I remember my days just on a good old Razor A model scooter, just trying to trying to do some tail ups, and I literally couldn't do it. I literally couldn't exactly. tail up, and uh, <laughs> there was also a time where I could not tail up as well. Yeah, so, you know, we all start somewhere, and even if it's not on the scooter, like, any goal you have, like, you just got to start, like, this is this is the first podcast episode that I've recorded, and, you know, you just got to start somewhere, I think it's going, going pretty damn well this far, so I hope, and I hopefully the listeners uh, would think so, but, cool, um, well, it, it's been a absolute pleasure to have you on the show today, Kai, um, do you have any closing words, Any anyone you'd like to thank, any any last words of inspiration? For our listeners, or yeah, yeah, you'd yeah. like to plug them uh, to direct them to find more from you? Um, I definitely would like to say shout out to my family members for always supporting me. Shout out to my homies for always being there and keeping me motivated. And also, shout out to all my fans because I couldn't be here. I, I wouldn't be here without all you guys. So head over to Saundesi, subscribe, do all that good stuff, and go buy some merch. Cool. Well, so good. Seriously, Kai, um, thank you like so much for, for tuning in, man, and uh, recording the show with me. It's It's been a pleasure. Like, I've really enjoyed enjoyed the conversation. I think uh, based off of, you know, what we've covered, I think our listeners will definitely benefit and hopefully find some uh, some inspiration and some motivation, you know, let maybe gain some uh, some entertainment from this as well. So, yeah, thanks so much, Kai. Yeah, thank you very much. It's been a pleasure. Absolutely, my man. Absolutely. Well, you have an amazing rest of the day, brother. You too. Take it easy. As I launch this podcast, I invite you to tune into future episodes where I interview the world's top riders. I also invite you to view our website, olaybrand.com, to view the best scootering video parts in the industry today, as well as our Instagram and Facebook, at olaybrand. To find the best scootering clips of today, I would seriously be infinitely grateful for your support in helping me grow this mission by purchasing any of our hats, hoodies, beanies, or t-shirts available on our website, olaybrand.com. And if you're interested in following me personally, feel free at my Instagram, at Jared Adelson. Lastly, I invite you to share this link on your social networks and with your friends to help the show gain traction so we can motivate and inspire more individuals around the world. Before closing, I genuinely want, can't thank you enough for tuning in on the first 
episode, or first Roger interview, I should say, of the Olay Brand podcast. I welcome any and all feedback so I can constantly improve and provide the most valuable and entertaining content possible to you. Thanks so much again. This is Jared Adelson, and it's an absolute pleasure to be your host, and I wish much love and smiles to you and that you have an absolutely amazing rest of the day.